You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a blue belt who trains at High Ground Jiu-Jitsu, located in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Copenhaver. Thought I had this ready. There we go. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Oh, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Pretty good. Yourself? Pretty, pretty good, man. So, uh, yeah, like I said, once again, man, I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your tale with us. Great. I'm happy to do it. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's get to rocking. If you want to uh, formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jiu-jitsu journey. All right. Uh, well, my name's Rob Copenhaver, uh, and I think, as you announced, I'm a blue belt at uh, High Ground Jiu-Jitsu in uh, Greensburg. And uh, uh, really, I'm just having a blast right now, so... Uh, do you want the, the rest of my background or? Yeah. Yeah. Tell it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just dive right in. So uh, I actually started, I mean, I've been in martial arts of one form or another since the eighties. Okay. And um, when I was just about 20 or so, I started training at a full contact, uh, what would be called an, an MMA gym now, but it was, you know, just a group of guys training in a garage really. Uh, and um, got a number of uh, cage fights under my belt and then got away from it for a number of years. And, you know, now I'm back really tr- focusing now specifically on uh, jujitsu. And uh, the gi is a completely new experience for me. And I'm ha- uh, I'm really enjoying training with it. But it's something I had never done in the past where uh I'd focus, you know, solely on MMA training in the past. And uh, so the biggest part of my journey right now is is learning the gi and the all the different variables that come into play training with it and uh, really enjoying that. Nice, nice. So um what well, um so what other martial arts have you done? Well, I mean I started in Tung Sudo as a child. Mm-hmm. And um which is uh, like a Korean karate, similar to Taekwondo. Okay. And um, I started that, I think I was seven years old. And then, like I said, as an adult, I got into, you know, into full contact. Uh, I was boxing, kickboxing, uh, grappling. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and so I guess you, you, uh, you found jujitsu through where you was training or, or what? Well, I mean, where I was training there, that was in Pittsburgh. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is a part of MMA grappling, but mm. it's pieces of Jiu-Jitsu. It's not learning the art itself, if that makes sense. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, you knew how to use your guard. I mean, you had some basic submissions. Mm-hmm. But I was also looking to deal with punching and knees and everything else. And like I said, I never trained with a gi at more than somebody throwing a gi at me every once in a blue moon saying, put this on. <laughs> and let's see, I guess uh, I started at high ground last November, not not a few months ago, like a little over a year ago. Okay. And um, 
you know, bought obviously I bought a gi then and uh, started working on those differences and hoping to do my first jujitsu competition this summer, spring. I haven't picked one for sure, but some several are coming up. So, gotcha. And this will be, you said this would be your first your first uh, competition uh, in, in jujitsu. In jujitsu, I, I did. I've done a couple grappling things, but I mean, in terms of again competing in a gi, um, that'll be the first. It'll be a first. Gotcha. So, what's been? I guess what's been the most difficult part about learning uh, jujitsu in uh, a gi? Because this is a first. Was like someone actually said, like it's they find it more difficult in a gi. I won't say I found it more difficult. It was. It was. It was more difficult on day one. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you that. When you're used to being able to move and somebody's got grips on you and you don't know how to deal with those grips, um, you feel like you're immobilized. Oh, yeah. Um, now, you know, I've been training in a gi for a little over a year. Uh, there's still guys who are much better at grip fighting than me, and that's a whole other battle. <laughs> but at least I know what's happening when somebody gets a good grip and I have at least a, an approach now. To, to clear them and uh, and to you know pass the guard or whatever I'm attempting to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was very eye opening for me, and uh, especially right in the beginning. Yeah, it's it's like you know it's almost like learning a, a new language, you know. It it is because I think every you know you you. That especially with grip fighting, you know, like you expect, you know, when you do a tournament, everything starts with standing. So half the fight is you trying to hold on to your opponent. And by the time you get to the ground, your fingers are all burnt out and forearms hurting. So it's yeah, that was a new experience, too. Um, yeah. Getting used to my my fingers hurting every day. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I haven't had to tape them yet. I'm, I'm not that they're not that banged up yet. I would suggest do it now. <laughs> no lie like get used to taping your fingers right now even though you you're not you know your fingers are not used to that but tape them you, you'll thank me later because <laughs> i i you know i've been training for the past five years and maybe last sometime last year i started taping my fingers and i regret that i didn't do it earlier because fingers, forearms, you know, forearms, everything hurts after class from, you know, grip fighting. But taping them up, man, it, it definitely helps a lot. It's going to happen sooner or later, I can tell you that. Um, it's usually just one or two knuckles at this point. But, yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be a necessity. Yeah, dude, I got I got a, a, um, a jujitsu survival kit in my bag. It got, it has finger tape, you know, tiger bomb, <laughs> and every, you know, everything else, knee pads, elbow pads, man. Like, I usually take about a half hour before, uh, before class to get ready, taping everything up, man, and try to hold my body together enough for two hours for class. Well, I'm not there yet, but. Hey, like I said, man, you got you to gotta get ahead of it. Got to get a, to save yourself some, some, some pain, man. Got to get ahead of it. Sure. I do a lot of mobility work on my own to keep my keep keep my body moving, and that's okay. That helps. Gotcha, gotcha. So what? Um. So what? 
so what's driving you to want to compete? Because you know, uh, you say you want to try to do one this summer. Yeah, I mean, when I when I first started at High Ground, I um, let's rewind the clock a little bit. Okay. Um, I got into the cage before I was ready to be in a cage fight. Lost eight out of my first nine fights. Mm. Then I got a little better, and I, I won four out of the next six. Um, 15, 16 years away from fighting, uh, four or five years ago, four, really four years ago, I attempted to make a comeback. It didn't go well. And I decided I really needed to fill in holes in my game. Mm-hmm. And, um, so found a place, um, and I was training at a boxing gym. My hands were feeling pretty good, but, uh, my ground game was not enough. And so I started working on my ground still with the thought of, you know, even though I'm 46 now, uh, getting back in the cage and I'm not ruling that out. So let's just, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I'm done fighting. If the opportunity presents itself, I will get back in the cage. No question. Uh, it's a wow. little more difficult over 40, like legally. Yeah. Um, every state's got a lot more rules for somebody fighting my age opposed to, well, even, you know, somebody in their thirties. Right. Like after but 35 is usually kind of like a. Each state's different. Some are 40, some are 35. There's a couple states, not in, not Pennsylvania, but there's a couple states that don't seem to care, but mm-hmm. they're a little bit of a drive for me. Um. So, I mean, that was my original thinking um, is I wanted to I wanted to have a more technical ground game so that if I screw things up, I, you know, I have a better arsenal off my back and in general. And I guess during that that initial period where I'm still focusing on, okay, you know, a few more months, I'm going to get back in the cage. I started really enjoying what I was doing and. And more and more of my focus is just jujitsu now. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, if, if an opportunity presents itself and uh, the stars align, I will happily take another cage fight. But the either way, the urge to compete is still in me. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sh- sorry about the noise. My seven-year-old is in the other room making a lot of noise. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, did somebody fall? <laughs> no, nah, he's just very hyper, like his dad. But, um, so, I mean, it's just my focus has just started shifting more and more in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, wanting to compete in the cage kind of shifted me to wanting to compete on the mat. Yeah. And, um, so, like I said, that first one will be, you know, spring, summer this year. There's a couple coming up. Haven't decided which one I'm going to do first. Uh, just has to do with my conditioning schedule. Um, there's one in April that's coming up, and a couple of my teammates talked about doing that. And if they do, I'll probably join them. If not, there's another one in May that, that I was looking at. So it'll be most likely one of those. Okay. Uh, on the upside, I get to compete in the old men's division, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Well, if I go fight in a cage, I'm going to fight a 25-year-old. Right. 19, fresh out of high school. Who's <laughs> a D1 wrestler. Exactly. <laughs> That's how it usually goes, man. 
but um because it's so yeah like so usually like uh, a lot of tournaments like grappling industries naga usually comes around a lot so um those are kind of the two that i've been well i haven't done naga yet but i've done grappling industries uh back in january and plan on doing one in uh april so they're grappling pretty- industries yeah. Now, is that the one that does a round robin, or is it single elimination like uh, Naga? No, they do round robin. Okay, I I thought I read that one of them was doing that. Yeah, which, which and then there's another cool. there's another organization that I keep hearing about that's had a couple shows around here. Um, professional Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, PBJFJ, what? Yeah, PBJJF or something like that. Um. I think they do a round robin as well. And they've got one in May in, in my area in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I've, so, I've never I never heard of them. But um and Naga's gonna be in Pittsburgh in April, so that's a possibility. Yeah, I did so, see I saw that on the um on the on the uh website. So yeah, those are like I said, those are pretty good. Um, especially grappling in, grappling industries, because they like you said, they do round robin, so you're guaranteed to get at least two, three matches in, depending on how big the brackets is. But yeah. So um so your school that you you uh you train at, is it a competition school or is it more like martial arts? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, no, a little bit of both. I mean there's there's guys that train there that are um that are there just to learn, you know, to learn martial arts. There's people that are competitors there. We have a few cage fighters. Um a, a lot of law enforcement in my area train at high ground as well. So a lot of my training partners are in different um, parts of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a, a, it seems to be a big chunk of our guys are um, at least the guys I work out with. Um, some of them are prison guards, some are state police, and uh, and then there's me who's. I, you know, again, I'm thinking of competition. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. So, so how how long have you been a blue belt? Let's see. I got my blue belt in um, September. Okay, so you're okay, fairly recent. Getting your blue belt. So how was how was that for you? Getting your getting your blue belt. Well, I mean, it was some work. Um, I think. It was a shorter learning curve, a little bit for me to get to at least that first that first step, just because I had the the, the MMA background. Mm-hmm. Um, again, biggest the biggest hurdle for me was to learn the grip fighting because totally different animal than the way I'm used to doing it, or was used to doing it, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's we we have such a good group of people to work with. There's we have so many talented people that that you know that I get to, that I get to train with on a regular basis there that I think it made that part of the process a little easier because there were some just really good guys to work with. Mm-hmm. And um, and then yeah, then I went in the one day, um, no nothing formal. Uh, uh, the the owner of the school called me aside at the end of class and I left a blue belt. Oh wow! Just here you go, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he announced it and said a couple nice things, but it, you know, wasn't uh, you know, no formal testing. Just he thought it was time, and I mean, I had yeah, you know, I had gotten my stripes on on my white belt up until that point. Mm-hmm. But you know, it still catches you by surprise when they uh, call you up and say, "Now." Yeah, yeah, we um. Like with stripes, we don't like you know he doesn't announce it. Well, we get stripes, you know, like if beginner in a class, but like we usually test for uh belts. So it's interesting to hear people like you know how how they go by doing it. Some people just get it during class, after class, or you know like you know like our school we test for ours. So it's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, it seems to be a little bit of variety there, and each uh, instructor has a different approach. Right. I mean, hey, I mean, your coach knows knows best. You know, if he feels like you're ready, then, you know, you're ready, right? Yeah, exactly. I trust his judgment more than mine at this point. So, uh, <laughs> I know, I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, he's been doing a lot longer, so I definitely trust, uh, trust our coach's uh, judgment. Uh, so, who was uh, who your, uh, your instructor? Um, so, there's Tommy Costa, who owns the, um, owns High Ground. Mm-hmm. And then I train mostly in the middle of the day, so I actually don't see him very often. Okay. Um, and there's another black belt. Uh, there's a few black belts at our gym. But um, Rick Stevie, um, I see him more than the other black belts because he's there during the day. And we have a good group of guys that train at noon. And I take time off from work and I go train. And um, so he's more to my day-to-day instructor. Gotcha. Um, so more dude how, when I'm there. You said what? You know, specifically because that's when I'm there and that's when he's there. And, right. But everybody there has been a huge help to me. It's been awesome. That's good, man. That's that's good because that's I find more important than anything else is having that strong team that you can depend on to help you, you know, grow in this sport that we all love. So awesome to hear. Um, what else? What else can I think of? I had a question and it just, I just drew a blank that fast. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> so, you know, um, I guess how has, if you noticed, like, how has like jujitsu helped you like along in your personal life, like your everyday life? Well, you know, I, I said that I've been a martial artist in one form or another since the eighties. Mm-hmm. And, um, so this is just another piece of that. And it's a big piece of that for me. Um, I don't know who I am without martial arts. And that's, I mean, that's just part of who I am now. It's always been. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't say that starting jujitsu more formally you know, a, a little over a year ago, changed my life in a big way because I've always been involved in some aspect. Um, I, what I will say is I haven't given like 100% focus to any one discipline since I was a child, though. Mm-hmm. You know, as a mixed martial artist, I had my, my focus in so many different directions. 
in the past year, it's been One Direction. Mm-hmm. That that's new. That I like. Right. You know, um, I had no interest in getting a rank or a belt or anything in that. And you know, now I'm very interested in tracking that part of my journey and working my way up Mm -hmm. where it was something I had no interest in even a few years ago. Yeah. It's been, like I said, it's been um, roughly about coming up on six years uh, in April that I've been training jujitsu. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's became a huge part of me to the point where it's like, I don't see myself without it. So yeah, I can't, I couldn't imagine waking up, not being able to do jujitsu. It'll drive me nuts. (laughs) <laughs> I understand that. So, um, so you got kids? Do you? Uh, do your kids train? Not yet. My daughter had no interest. Um, my seven-year-old. We've talked about maybe getting him started this spring or summer to check it out. Um, it's going to take a little bit of a sales pitch on our uh, mine and my wife's part. We. Um, a little over a year ago, we signed him up for wrestling, uh-huh. like a peewee wrestling program. And I've never seen anything so ridiculous in my life. They locked these little boys in a room with grown men yelling at them like drill instructors. Uh. I, like I get sometimes you got to be a little harder with the high school kids because they're slacking off. But the, the, the five and six year olds and the seven year olds, they're supposed to just have fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, he needs to come over to high ground and see, because um, they have a great kids program where I'm at. So I think he's going to have a blast. I just have to get him to go check it out where he's wanting to do it. I don't want to force him to do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I think he'll have fun, but um, yeah, the local wrestling program who um, that they had at our, our school, they did a horrible job. It was, you know, I mean, it was a separate program, but they had it at, actually they had it at the high school, but it was, for the little kids and I, I thought they did a horrible job introducing little kids to it yeah man you can't you know kids are you know kids can be difficult to teach you know because being an assistant instructor i do uh the kids class and you know you get the you know telling them over and over and over and over again that you know what needs to be done and what not to do and stuff so it can be frustrating but yeah there's no sense in yelling at them like that or no. you know tr- you know drilling them like that no 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 no, no. Yeah, I was a little surprised, and um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to go back. So at some point, he'll go over over to high ground, hopefully this summer maybe, and uh, check out the kids' classes there. And I think he'll have fun with it. Yeah, man, I, I haven't I haven't met a kid that tried jujitsu and didn't like it. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you know, just. The, the confidence they've, you know, they gained learning this stuff, um, their character development within themselves flourish. And, you know, because my daughter trains and, you know, she loves it. So I definitely saw an improvement in her, like, you know, personality and self-growth uh, in a matter of a couple months, you know. So, yeah, man, just got to just gotta take them to class one day and just have them, like, check it out. Yeah, really? Yeah, pretty pretty much, pretty much, man. Um, let's see. I mean, is there any, if you got any questions for me, man, by all means, I'm trying to think of what else to ask you here. Um, so when it comes to you training, like what's your, 
I guess what's what's your game like? What's 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 your go to stuff? Like in terms of uh, positions and I, I tend to um, favor top control positions um, like side control, um, you know, arm attacks from there, uh, things of that nature. Uh, I've been trying to improve my bottom game substantially. I've been past couple several weeks. I've been really really working my half guard different mm-hmm. sweeps from there all with the thought of getting back to side control <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but um you know uh, you know I, I had a closed guard before i started you know into more traditional jiu-jitsu again from mma um but the massive amount of varieties of guard that i've been introduced to since using the gi is just incredible oh and, yeah um, even um, even half guard, which you know I, I was familiar with, obviously. But you know, for me, half guard was okay. I screwed up. I got to grab a leg and then try to work back to full guard and then try to get back on top. You know, from an MMA perspective, most MMA fighters aren't going to hang out in half guard, no. right? Um, but I found I really like the position. And uh, you know, I've been drilling the different sweeps and actually starting to catch a, catch a few catch a few of them uh, rolling. Mm-hmm. So that's like my current focus is improving um, that half guard and trying to make that a weapon. Yeah, I I like playing bottom half. It's 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 starting to grow on me because um, I I never realized how many um. So many variables that's there when you uh, when you're playing bottom half. So, because you how how tall are you? Because you like a fairly like I don't, you look tall. I don't mean I know you're sitting down, but I'm like five nine and some change. Okay, so we're, oh okay, we're about the about the same height then. Because I was like to say you look you look a little tall. So, but I guess this is because you're sitting down. Yeah, probably <laughs> camera angle or whatever. But yeah, so um, five nine. Floating around 200. And, um, you know, I used to fight at both 155 and 170. So, you know, with, so with competing, what's your, are you going to try to go back down to that weight? Did you comfortable? Not that you know? light. Not that okay. light. I put on too much mass. Mm-hmm. Um, but I may do, I'm thinking 180 is a, is a more realistic. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I want to get. Yeah, that's where I kind of want to get down to about one eighty. Um, because even now with Naga, it's a little easier because they do the night before weigh in. Oh, okay. So, you know, I can get I can get to one eighty pretty easy that way. Yeah, but that's my yeah that's my that's my goal. I'm shooting for one eighty for sure. But um um yeah man if you got like I say if you got any other questions for me man um I mean nothing off the top of my head uh, I saw you on whatever Facebook group we were on together and said you were wanted to interview somebody and I figured why not yeah sure. one of my favorite topics so <laughs> yeah that's why we're here man I I talk to everybody anybody who wants to do whoever do jujitsu man I'm like yeah let's talk about it like what I don't care what it is let's talk about it you know. Yeah, I um, 
over the past few weeks, I moved myself up from training three days a week to mostly five now. Nice. Had to shift my weightlifting around so that I can recover from it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm training Monday through Friday on the mat. And then what I've done for my strength and conditioning is I've I got five days of very simple strength and conditioning workouts, like with a kettlebell, 15, 20 minute blast at the end of each day. And then Saturday, I get all my heavy lifts in. And I seem to be recovering pretty good from that. And then I'll turn it up from there. But when I went from three days to five days, I was afraid if I kept my lifting at the same intensity, I wouldn't recover. Yeah. Walk around, you know, mangled. Yeah. And that seems to not be the case. So, I mean, that's good. You found that, that good, happy medium, you know, so that way you won't, you know, burn your body out. Exactly. Cause yeah, I, um, I was getting ready for grappling industries in January and I was going like, you know, working out, uh, four days a week, going to the, like training, like five days a week. So I wasn't trying to take no break. I was just trying to get as much work in as I can. And, you know, I paid for it. I got sick like a week before the uh, tournament, but. That happens, man. Yeah. Um, I was, I, it's It sucked, man. I, I felt so bad, but, you know, it happens, you know. Absolutely. It's, a, it's, a, it's always an interesting balance. And uh, I'll keep up in the intensity of my lifts every week. Um mm-hmm. Not so much my Saturday lifts because that one's pretty that one's pretty hard to begin with, but I'm I'm not rolling that day. Gotcha. Um, but the other ones I'll keep upping. But I wanted to uh, I wanted to start with something I knew I could recover from, and then every week add another little layer to it. Gotcha. I mean, so so what so what do you what do you do uh, for your strength and uh, conditioning? So, like I said, during the week I've kept it real simple, uh, mostly kettlebell work. So, um, you know, like alternating, like today I was, I was really just focusing on like kettlebell swings, um, some mobility work with the bands, lots of swings, heavy swings. Um, tomorrow I'll be working on things like Turkish get-ups, things of that nature. And then again, Saturday is where I'll actually hit the, you know, heavy weight. I'll squat, I'll, I'll, pre- I'll bench, I'll more of a full body lift and I just kind of rotate through a different kettlebell workouts during the week. But I'm, again, I'm trying to keep the overall volume down. Mm-hmm. Um, still, still higher intensity. I, I mean, I want to go hard when I do those workouts, but I want to keep the overall volume down so that I can recover. So high intensity, low reps type deal. Um, low volume, not low reps. Okay. Sometimes low reps depends on what I'm doing, but but no, it could be high rep. But you know, I'll I'll start out with a, with a heavy kettlebell, and I might be done in 20 minutes with it. Mm-hmm. Where like my Saturday lift, I mean, that's you know, could it could be a full hour, right? That's the difference. Is I'm doing a short workout, hitting whatever I'm planning to hit as hard as I possibly can, but in a very limited window. So less overall damage. Gotcha. But still getting my work in. Okay. And again, that's that's a short term solution because I just 
you know, within the past several weeks, went from three days a week to five. Mm-hmm. So that workout, the length of that workout will grow. But if I do it too quick, that's where I'm going to start feeling too run down, too beat up. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, it sounds like you got it down to a, a good science for yourself, for sure. A little bit by bit. Yeah, trial, trial and error, right? That's, you know, that's the name of the game. And then you 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 know, track everything. So if you need to make adjustments, uh, you can. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you um so do y'all have like competition classes or is just like regular classes? Uh, down regular the classes, okay. regular classes. But, um, you know, if somebody's getting ready for a competition, obviously, then, you know, the coach can shift focus a little bit. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, so we usually ask this question. Um, I know you kind of early in your journey, but you know, you've been in the game for a while. Uh, if you could roll with three people, uh, who would those three be? Wow. All right. I mean, we'd have to say Hickson, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's except. I mean, everyone. I think everyone says like Hickson, Gordon Ryan. You know, the the obvious ones, but. I would pick all the obvious ones. Like if you're going to ask me for. If I was going to pick some unobvious people. Um, still Hickson. Hickson has to be on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of that uh, Chewy uh, Chujitsu guy. Um, out in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh I, I was just trying to – I just messaged him the other day about being on the show. I can't remember his name. Um, Nick something, but he goes by Chewy. Yeah. I would love to roll with him. I'd love to pick his brain. Um, he's got a whole half-guard program that he's teaching people. I think it would be really cool to, um, to, to, to work with him. Um, who's the other guy? That's, um, Tom DeBlass. I think he was another guy that had a really well-known half guard. Again, there's my, my thoughts are so focused right now. I need to get a better half guard and you know, everything. So much of what I'm thinking is on improving that. So oh, no, you're asking me if I could roll with anybody outside of the obvious people. Right. I you mean, know, that's cool to, I mean, to try to find, you know, to, to pick the people that you're trying to, you know, you're trying to develop your game. Yeah, if I, I could emulate and learn from people who are you know, better, I mean, granted, any black belt is going to be significantly better at half guard than me, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it, I mean, night and day, right? Right. You know, anybody a little further down the journey than I am is going to be able to give me some insight. But if you asked a question, if I could roll with anybody, and again, setting aside the obvious ones. It would be somebody who could help me improve what I'm working on right now and somebody who's known for it because I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. But no, those those uh three names, man, are you know, obviously the best of the best. You know, they know what they you know, they know what they are capable of. And yeah, I, I I've watched a couple of Chewy videos. Um there's another guy, um, he's from Tenth Planet, uh Brandon. Um uh, I can't remember his I can't remember his last name for the life of me. 
but yeah, he's a tenth uh, tenth planet uh, black belt, and he has a a very cool uh, bottom half like butterfly series that he's uh, taught. He has a couple others too, but I've been definitely wa- uh, watching a lot of his work closely as well. I have to try to see if I can figure out who you mean. Do yeah, a little, uh... I'll I'll send you uh, his face his uh, yeah, his YouTube page for sure. Thank you. Because appreciate um, that. I, I I can't believe I, I'm I'm looking right at his face and I I'm, I see it, but <laughs> I want I want to say it's like Montgomery or McCormick or McCor something like that. But yeah, I, I, I may I, know who you mean. Yeah, I'm like, damn, it's like I'm 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 looking like I said I'm looking right at him, but I just I just can't remember his name right now. I, I it sounds it sounds familiar, so I think I know who you mean. Yeah, but like I said, I'll I'll send it to you because I my mind is just mush right now. But <laughs> um, well, yeah, man. If um, if there's anything else you got going on, man, you know, if you want to shout out your school, um, you know, any, I know you said you're going to compete in uh, you know, later on in the year. But if you got anything else, man, the floor is all yours. Nothing else I can think of. I already yeah. talked about uh, how much I like high grounds. So right. Well, definitely shout out to high grounds, right? Yep, high ground and um. Both in Greensburg, uh, Pennsylvania, and then he's got another one uh, near Monroeville, Pennsylvania, which is, you know, less than an hour apart, same general area. Gotcha. Both well, east of Pittsburgh. Two uh, definitely schools, that, you know, to check out in uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. So if you are in that area, uh, definitely go go check them out and tell them uh, talk your just podcast and uh, Rob sent you. Cool. All right. All right. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Rob one more time for coming on and sharing his tales and experiences with us. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, YouTube page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jiu-jitsu. Have a great day. <laughs>